The following is a class given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on July 31st, 1992 in Mathura The class was about the childhood pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. Mahamantra, he inundated everyone there in a flood of love of Krishna. The pastimes of his household life are known as the Adi Leela or the original pastimes. His later pastimes are known as Madhya Leela and Antya Leela or the middle and the final pastimes. All the pastimes enacted by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Adi Leela were recorded in the form of quotes by Murari Gupta. His later pastimes, Madhya Leela and Antya Leela, were recorded by his secretary, Swarupa Damodara Goswami, and thus kept within a book. By seeing and hearing the notes recorded by these two great personalities, a Vaishnava, a devotee of the Lord, can know these pastimes one after another. In his original pastimes, there are four divisions, Balya, Pauganda, Kaisora and Yauvana, childhood, early boyhood, later boyhood and youth. I offer my respectful obeisance unto the full moon evening in the month of Falguna, an auspicious time full of auspicious symptoms when Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advented himself with the chanting of the holy name Hare Krishna. On the full moon, on the full moon evening of the month of Falguna, when the Lord took birth, coincidentally there was also a lunar eclipse. So you heard how Lord Chaitanya was in this world for 40 years, 24 years in the household life, and 24 years in the renounced order of life. Of the 24 renounced order, then he was traveling all over South India for six years, and 18 years he was in Jagannath Puri. So in jubilation, when Lord Chaitanya appeared, everyone was chanting, Hari Hari, and Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared after first causing the appearance of the Holy Name. So normally in those days people wouldn't chant the names of Krishna. The Brahmanas said names of Krishna and Ram shouldn't be chanted out loud because they're too holy. So you'll commit offenses to the name. And only the brahmanas can chant, and they'll also only chant when they're bathing in the Ganges. Because at that time they thought they were pure because they're in the Ganga. 
So this way hardly anybody was chanting. But so at that time when there was this lunar eclipse, so during lunar eclipse the custom is everyone goes and bathes in the Ganges. And uh, at that time, when they're bathing in the Ganges, they chant Haribo, 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 Hare Krishna, Jai Govinda. So in this way, the uh, entire town of Navadip, everyone was chanting. In fact, the Vaishnavas, they saw how happy everybody was and everyone was chanting the names of Hari. They said, what is this? A lunar eclipse is supposed to be inauspicious. But everyone's chanting the names of Hari, so it'll be very auspicious. Should be lunar eclipse more often. All the time let there be lunar eclipse. Let everyone chant the names of Hari. <coughs> so, that was uh, also very auspicious that when the Lord appears and everyone was chanting the holy name. That also foretells the purpose of His coming is to spread the chanting of the holy name all over. Janama Balapu Ganda Koisura Jubakali Harina Maloyaila Prabhunana Chole. At his birth and his childhood, in his early and later boyhood, as well as in his youth, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, under different pleas, induced people to chant the holy name of the Lord, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Bhalo bhave chale prabhu korena krandan, Krishna hari nama suni rohaye rodan. In his childhood, when the Lord was crying, he would stop immediately upon hearing the holy names Krishna and Hari. When he was just a baby, he would go on crying, and they brought doctors, everything, but they couldn't find the cause. There was no illness. But finally, one of the ladies started chanting, Hari Bol, Hari Bol, Hari Bol, Hari Bol. And then he started smiling, and they said, Krishna, 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 Krishna. And he would go on smiling, and they thought, oh, now he's better. And then they'd stop chanting and go away. Then as soon as uh, they would stop chanting, again he would start crying. All the friendly ladies who came to see the Lord would chant the holy names Hari Hari as soon as the child would cry. Gaura Hari Bole Tare Hashe Sarvonari when all the ladies saw this fun, they enjoyed laughing, and they called the Lord Gorahari. Since then, Gorahari became another of his names. As soon as they would stop chanting, he would cry. As soon as they would start chanting, then he would laugh. So he was golden in color, and he would always uh, laugh when they heard the name of Hari. <coughs> So then they called him Gaurahari, even from his childhood. Balabhai sajabhathate kori dilo, kauganabhai sajabhath vivahana koilo. 
His childhood lasted until the date of Hate Kuri, the beginning of his education. And his age from the end of his childhood until he married is called Pauganda. So when he was uh, around five years old or so, that time they started his formal education. The system was called Hate Kuri. Hate Kuri is where the parents bring their child who is ready to start the education to the guru. And the guru takes on like a chalkboard, takes the hand of the child, and with the hand he writes the names of Krishna Ram. So the first writing that the child does is the name of Krishna. That's called Hate Kori. So when Lord said, after that, then they're taught the Aoi, all the different alphabets in Sanskrit and everything. So that was uh, also followed in Lord Chaitanya's uh, pastimes. And from that point, then he went and started his, uh, his uh, youth, Paugunda, going to school and the various school time festivities were their pastimes. So up to that point, there was just very uh, small child proclivities that were going on. So those uh, small child uh, pastimes are also very attractive. The youthful pastimes are very attractive. Then Lord Chaitanya, because his father uh, suddenly passed away when he was quite young, and his mother was insisting that uh, he should get married. So he got married uh, quite a young age. <clears throat> Just after the passing away of his father. Because he was maintaining the family then. He had to maintain the mother. She said, since I'm doing Grihastha Dharma, I should have a wife. Actually, he completed his formal education by around the age of 11. He became a, himself a, a teacher. By the age of 14, he had uh, many students. He was one of what you call child prodigy by material evaluation. He'd already begun a PhD by 14, today's terminology. So when uh, he was a child, just a small child, then he saw that his mother was going and worshipping Swasti uh, uh, Puja, Shasti, Shasti. And... Uh, He wasn't very happy about it. Why his mother was, she was daily worshipping Krishna in the house, but one day she was going out to worship Shasti. So then, uh, he played different tricks and uh, insisted that all those things should be offered uh, to Krishna. 
So even from his childhood, he was uh, teaching the importance of actually worshipping directly Krishna. Not diverting our devotion and our worship to others. There are many different uh, pastimes. At the childhood, there was a pastimes of... Uh, The devas coming and performing Abhishek for Lord Chaitanya. There was the pastime of uh, Lord Chaitanya being kidnapped by uh, some thieves and miraculously returned. There was the pastime of uh, Lord Chaitanya knowing that there was a special festival going on in some brahmana's house and Akadasi, and insisting on going there even though nobody, there's no way that he could know it otherwise. There was a pastime of Lord Chaitanya interrupting the meal of Marai Gupta after he preached a Mayavadi philosophy or yoga philosophy. There was uh, also the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya and his pet and a small puppy dog who he gave liberation to. There are different pastimes of the Lord going and swimming in the Ganges even at a very young age, before five. Then there was uh, a pastimes of the Lord dancing in ecstasy at a very small age. Pastimes of the Lord taking the offering from a Brahmana mendicant who was trying to offer his uh, Boga to Lord uh, Gopal, his deity that he carried with him. Three times Lord Chaitanya took the offering and finally in the middle of the night revealed that he was a Gopal himself. Like this, in a, there's actually hundreds of, uh, I don't know hundreds, but there's unlimited pastimes of which uh, Possibly 50 or 100 are pastime. I've been recorded in quite great detail. Even at the, uh, even before he's, uh, reaches this five year point, many, uh, wonderful transcendental activities have occurred. Any questions so far? <laughs> Shakti is a Devi, no? It's one of the, it's a form of, it's a form of a, a demigoddess. Shasti Puja. I think it's for, it's some uh, minor demigoddess that the village ladies worship for different things. Maybe Sitala or something? Shasti or Sitala? You don't get bit by snake or Shasti. One of those. She went to offer, she came with the offering, and then Lord Chaitanya... No, I think he took the offering, or he offered to Krishna forcibly. And then, 
spoiled the whole thing and Mother Sachi was uh, angry and then he was uh, preaching to her as just a four-year-old boy. Any other question? And if any of those pastimes you want to hear in detail, then you could say so on a question. Otherwise, I'll go out. In Bengal and Orissa, Bangladesh and West Bengal, Lord Chaitanya is uh, more known. Of course, detailed pastimes they might not know. The detailed pastimes everyone may not know. They all know the main pastime like Jagai Madai, Chantaji. They won't know all this detailed pastimes. If the rest of India doesn't know, that's also the unfortunate that uh, wasn't spread by the uh, devotees, followers of Lord Chaitanya. Otherwise, everyone should know. So Prabhupada has brought a message to the Western countries. So now other devotees, if there's any other place that uh, has not known about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then they should uh, also spread that message there. Not exactly. No, that's no doubt. Lord Chaitanya is more merciful. Although he is Krishna, he is more merciful than Krishna. His uh, pastime is simply of giving out mercy. It's called Odarya. Just like say there's some rich man, he just wants to give out charity to everyone. One day he wants to just give everyone charity, let everyone come and get some charity. That type of mood is uh, what Lord Chaitanya is uh, representing. When Lord Krishna decided, let's see the fun, let's give everybody love for Krishna. But as Krishna himself, he can't do that. But as devotee of Krishna, he can do that. So Krishna came as a devotee in order to give out love for Krishna. So he took the mood of Radharani personally to taste the love, to be a devotee. He has to also experience devotion. So his greatest devotee is Radha. So he took her attitude, her combined with her in order to understand what is the highest devotion. That I explained, I think, before the how in Dwarpa Yuga, Krishna and Rukmini had a discussion. At that time, uh, Rukmini was saying that you don't know that when she he arrived at her house and then she was washing his feet and crying and saying that you don't know. She, he's asking why you're crying and then she said, uh, challenged him that you know everything that's going on in all the three worlds, but you don't know 
what is going on in the heart of your devotee? Is this the only thing that's uh, not known to you, is what your devotee feels for you? Being the Lord, you're not able to enter into this uh, perspective on life, that what is the devotee feeling to you? But I know that the other devotees, especially Radharani and Vrindavan, she knows what I'm feeling. So Krishna was challenged in this way that he didn't know what his devotee felt. So he took it as a personal thing. And also then uh, Narada Muni had come and he also was saying that uh, what's going to happen in the age of Kali, when you leave, then all these uh, people are going to become so irreligious. All the good effects of your being here will be wiped out very soon. So what's going to happen? And then Lord uh, Krishna, when he had the two devotees like that in such anxiety, then he said, okay, in Kali Yuga I'm going to come. I'll come as my own devotee. I will personally experience as a devotee what is love for Krishna, what is devotion for Krishna. And as a devotee, I'll also give out this uh, devotee, as an acharya, I'll give out love to, for Krishna to everyone. So this way, both Narada Muni's desire that people should get love of Krishna and uh, Rukmini's desire that Krishna should one time know what uh, they are feeling. Also, during Ram Leela, Ramchandra had uh, put uh, Sita in the forest when Love and Kush were born. And there... But Rama was feeling great separation from Sita and was worshipping a golden form of Sita in his house, in his palace. Sita was uh, remembering the pastimes of Ram and her together in the forest and was thinking how it was much nicer when they were together in the 14 years of uh, exile. They could have so many intimate uh, pastime in the forest. So she was very happy remembering all these things even though she was away from Ayodhya. But that time, in Ram's pastime, Ram had uh, promised uh, Sita that I will, you will banish, I will also be banished to the forest and you will be worshipping a golden form of me. So I said also Vishnu Priya, the last wife of Lord Chaitanya, had two wives. First wife passed away, then he married again. This wife is also incarnation of Sita. And when Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, the sannyas means bonavash, living in the forest. But he was uh, remembering always Vrindavan. Lord Chaitanya went and was remembering always Vrindavan. He was quite happy. But uh, Vishnu Priya, She's always feeling separation from Lord Chaitanya and she had a golden form of Lord Chaitanya, a deity made, and she'd worship Lord Chaitanya. Anyway, Lord Chaitanya is golden in color. So the various uh, pastimes were left incomplete. Lord Krishna always says, I'll reciprocate with my devotees. So he hadn't reciprocated he banished Sita, he should also be banished. So he also left a household life, the comforts of household life, to go wandering around as a mendicant. But because he was in the mood of Vrindavan, so he was very happy. 
even though there was no material comforts. So like this, Krishna came for various, with one pastime he fulfilled many uh, purposes. Advaita Acharya had been praying that uh, Lord Chaitanya should, that Krishna should come, that the people had become too materialistic. And nobody was worshipping Krishna purely. He saw that the people, they're doing so many types of worship. They're doing Devi's puja, they're doing uh, Kartikeya puja and Shiva puja. They're doing all these different pujas, just asking for material benefit. Give me this, give me that. They're not actually having the real devotion to please the Lord. Real devotion means you give the Lord without asking anything in return. But that wasn't going on. Everyone is worshipping the devas and asking something in return. There's also not selfless puja to the devas. Visible. Only the selfless puja is offered to Krishna because Krishna himself is a the source of our existence. So if we worship Krishna, it's like watering the root. We also feel satisfied by that. If you worship anyone else selflessly, still one doesn't feel so satisfied. But if you worship Krishna selflessly, you actually feel satisfied. So Advaita was seeing that these things were going on and people were doing so much show spending a lot of money on weddings for their daughters, putting on a big, uh, renting a big place and putting on a big ceremonies. But actually it was more just to promote their own image as a very big wealthy person or the big religious person. It wasn't for any higher purpose of really pleasing God, pleasing Krishna. I saw that this got to such a point that at that time in Navadhi people were also putting on Wedding ceremonies for uh, trees, cats, dogs, or marrying Shiva and uh, Devi, what do we call earthen uh, deities and big ceremonies. Apparently all very religious things, but it was just a farce to show after I'm so rich and I'm putting on a big festival, feed many people. In the name of religion, they're promoting their own image. So you saw all these things are going on and people are becoming more and more absorbed in sense gratification. Whatever religion is there is just superficial. Not really religion for the purpose of spiritual upliftment. So therefore he saw that it's very difficult for me to preach to these people. Only Krishna himself has to come and he can change the minds of these people back to the real path. So Lord Chaitanya came, his weapon was love. All these superficial things he could cut through because he was so attractive, he was so beautiful. And people saw him, they just forgot everything and they wanted to follow. So his weapons were his personal beauty, his ecstatic chanting, his transcendental knowledge. So many, this, uh, he didn't use the weapons of uh, chakra and gada. He wasn't killing anyone. He was killing their demoniac attitude by giving them love for Krishna.
feel that uh, last time the thieves didn't have any So Lord Chaitanya was very active, hyperactive. So he would run in and out of his house as a small tot, just like a two-year-old. He'd be running in and out all the time, just barely able to walk, you know, but he'd be running, you know. And uh, being a well-to-do Brahmin family, they had put some gold uh, earrings with diamonds on his ears, and they had some gahana, some just a necklace, a golden necklace. So he'd be running in and out of the house. Sometimes he'd run on the street. And then Navadip was a very big uh, city. There's so many people moving on the street. And he'd run back in the house and go out, you know, just like this, be very active. As soon as he could walk, toddle around, he would just be toddling here and there. So, these two thieves, they saw, here is this boy with all this uh, valuable jewelry on. He just, uh, nobody's watching him, he's just walking here and there, running in and out of his house. So they thought, that let's, uh, they made a plan, let's steal his jewelry. So, if they just picked him up and he started crying, then he'd make a, all the relatives would come out and they'd get caught. So they went to the child and say, Listen, we're your uncles. We want to give you some sweet meals. Do you like Sandesh and Raskula? You come with us, we'll give you. Actually, we're your uncle. And they picked up Lord Chaitanya and put on their shoulder. And they are moving with him. Meanwhile, Sachi Mata and Jagannath Mishra, they look, where did he go? Where did that Nimai go? They looked all over and they couldn't see him. Then they they got worried, you know. He's going in and out, but this time he wasn't coming in. So they started looking everywhere, telling the neighbors. Then uh, this thing happened so fast, no one could see. So then they became more and more worried. And they became actually very hysterical, looking everywhere. Meanwhile, Lord Chaitanya is like going on a tour of Navadip. People are seeing this little child being taken by... Uh, Riding on the shoulder of these people, he's smiling and looking around, taking a good look at Navadip. And then he told them, where's the sweetmeats you promised me? So then they said, okay, they stopped at a sweet shop and he took some sundays. And they kept going on. And uh, they are going to their house, which is in some secluded place, and then they're going to take off all his uh, jewelry. But Lord Chaitanya, being the Lord of Maya Devi, he put his mystic power over them. The Mahamaya went over them. And actually what they did is they thought that they're going right to their house. But actually what they did is did a big circle of Navadip. And they end up right back at the house of Jagannath Mishra. But up to the point they actually visibly thought that I'm going into my own house. And they thought that now I'm in my house. Just to, And then they put down Lord Chaitanya. As soon as they put him down, then they, the illusion was broken. And they looked and they saw that they were right back where they started from. 
And there Jagannath Mishra and Sachi Matasa, these two people came and just put the child down in front of them. So they thought, what nice people they found our child and brought back. Because <laughs> they were hysterical, looking everywhere. And immediately uh, Lord Chaitanya ran to Mother Sachi and Mother Sachi picked him up and was saying, oh, and Jagannath Mishra wanted to thank these uh, people for being so kind to bring back their child. <laughs> But they saw what happened. You know, here the, suddenly they're at the same place and they're feeling guilty they, because their intention was stealing. So they thought, now these people have caught us. And they saw Jagannath Mr. coming to them. But they didn't have the time to think that they thought maybe he's coming to catch us. And they just ran. <laughs> and they said, what's wrong with these people? You know, they're, they're running, you know, looking back, falling over the so They're so hurriedly running. They somehow they run away. And Jagannath said, what's wrong with these people? I just want to thank them and they're running away like that. Falling over each other. And so finally those people, they, those two thieves, they get off in a in a distance in some woods, you know, and they look around. <laughs> no one is chasing us. Then they started to embrace each other. They said, Ali Chandi saved us today. <laughs> so we thought we are going to fool that child who fooled us. They went to cheat Krishna. We're your uncle. We are going to take you to a... So cheat you. Actually for cheating. So then Lord said, okay, you want to cheat me? I'll cheat you. Krishna can cheat anyone better than me. But somehow they came, we're your uncle, we want to feed you. So he, okay, just like Putin, I came, I'm your mother, I want to feed you. So they came in, okay, we're your uncle. So Krishna accepted, alright, you're my uncle. You want to feed me, alright. But you want to cheat me and take me to your house and kill me, alright, well I'll cheat you and take you back to my house. Itai go So simultaneously, Lord Chaitanya is having all these pastimes. And he's maintaining all this. His parents are just thinking he's our little child. But simultaneously, he's doing all these uh, amazing uh, things. One time he was just crawling in his house before he could walk. He was in the courtyard and one big white snake came. So he went and he grabbed a snake. And the snake coiled up. And he lied down right on the snake. And the snake, uh, the cobra, just put the head fanned out over the Lord Chaitanya, giving the shade. So Mother Sachi is cooking some milk or something in the kitchen, comes out, sees here a child is lying, doing Seisha Shoyan on this snake. But she said, oh my goodness, this uh, cobra is going to kill my child, going to bite him. But she can't go. How can that position, you can't go nearby the it looks uh, as if uh, if the child wants to bite, what can anybody do? So she couldn't go there at the same time. She could. She couldn't restrain herself. She was becoming so hysterical that oh no, what's going to happen? Imai, oh Krishna, save my child! And she's fainting and she's crying and calling her husband. And what to do? Nobody can do anything. And Lord Chaitanya is. <laughs> He's relaxing. Actually, the snake was Anantadeva. Came and, uh, so Anantadeva is very merciful also. He saw his parents are going to leave their body. So much anxiety. So he just uncoiled and went away. 
And then uh, Chaitanya became very angry. What are you doing? I'm relaxing, nice cool snake. And then he went crawling after the snake, trying to grab him. He come back. And then taking that opportunity, then Jagannath Mishra grabbed or Sachimata went and picked up Devi Nimai. So the various types of pastimes are going on. But the parents are always thinking he's just our small child. But the Lord is uh, simultaneously sometimes revealing himself to different devotees and sometimes uh, having their various pastimes. This Adi Lila one you have? It's also predicted that along with the Lord, He'll come with His expansions. So Advaita came first. Brahma came first. Advaita is the Mahavishnu. And uh, Balaram came as Nityananda. Radharani wanted to also come, but she came as an assistant to Lord Chaitanya. She came as Gadadhar. And Narada Muni, he also was asked to come. So he came uh, as Srivas. So we are very, uh, Krishna consciousness doesn't accept uh, that anybody claims to be avatar unless that they're not a cheap thing, but then someone says, say, well, how do you, some sampradayas, they're not uh, understanding Lord Chaitanya's actual position. So the acharyas, they have shown from various uh, shastras that actually the Lord was predicted, and He's in the Shastra, therefore He's accepted. So there's different quotations, especially page 108 of Adi Lila. It starts giving different uh, predictions. Of course, previously the, it's also quoted from the Bhagavatam, it says, Trisha Krishna, uh, Krishna Varnam, Trisha Krishnam, Sangopanga Astraparshadam, Yajnai Sankirtana Prayajanti Hi Sumeda Saha. That uh, the Lord will come in age of Kali, but He won't be black colored. Krishna will come Himself, but He won't be black colored. He'll come and He'll be glorifying the holy names of the Lord Krishna, His own name. And He'll be Sango Panga Astra. Saango means he'll have his expansions. Paango, he'll have his uh, his uh, energies and uh, parshat. He'll also have his weapons. And those who are intelligent, he'll spread the Sankirtan Yajna. And those who are Yajanti, he Sumeda Saha. Those who are intelligent will follow him. So this is also predicted in Bhagavat. 
But then in various shastras there's predictions. In the Chaitanya Upanishad there's a verse, Gora Sarvatma Mahapurusho Mahatma Mahayogi Trigunatita Sattva Rupo Bhaktin Loke Kasyati. Lord Gora, who is the all-pervading super-soul, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appears as a great saint and powerful mystic, who is above the three modes of nature and is the emblem of transcendental activity. He disseminates the cult of devotion throughout the world. From the Sveta Svata Upanishad it states, Tam Ishwara Nam Paramanga Maheshwaram Tam Devata Nam Paramam Chadaivatam Pating Pati Nam Paramam Parastat Vidama Devang Bhuvanesham Idhyam So there's two verses. Uh, one verse is, uh, O Supreme Lord, you are the Supreme, Supreme Maheshwara, the worshipable deity of all the demigods and Supreme Lord of all lords. You are the controller of all controllers, the personality of Godhead, the Lord of everything worshipable. Then later in the Sveta, then it says in Sveta Svata Upanishad, Mahan Prabhur Vai Purusha Satvasyaisya Pravartaka Sunirmalam Iman Prapting Isano Jyotir Abhyaya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Mahaprabhu, who disseminates transcendental enlightenment. Just to be in touch with him is to be in contact with the indestructible Brahmajyoti. So Lord Chaitanya was also known as Mahaprabhu. So saying here, who is this? This reference is to the Lord who comes as a disseminator of knowledge. He's Mahaprabhu. So you put these together, then you get a clearer picture. From Mundaka Upanishad it says, Yada pasya pasyate rukma varnam kartaram ishang purushang brahma yonim one who sees the golden-colored personality of Godhead, the personality, the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Actor, who is the source of Supreme Brahman, is liberated. It, there's a reference to He Manga, Rukma Varna, Akrishna Varnam, to some personality of Godhead in Sahasranam. There's also He Manga. Who is this form of the Lord who is golden in color? <coughs> 